What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Real Talk Unashamed. This is Tony Noriega, your host. I am so excited to be here with you on this Friday afternoon. We're going to have a great show today. We are going to be covering the inner standard. This is step three in the seven principles of greatness. We had such an overwhelmingly positive response when we did that podcast and many requests to go through each principle individually and expound on them further. So that's exactly what we've done. We did an additional podcast on vision, a two-part series on mindset, and now we are going to do the inner standard. So without further ado, let's get into this. The inner standard. What that means is this is the standard that you hold yourself to day in and day out. This is the real you. This is what you allow. And so this is truly who you are. And that's why we need to cultivate a spirit of excellence within us for everything that we do, no matter how big, no matter how small, it should be done with the spirit of excellence. That should be our standard. Like my dad used to say, if your name's going to go on it, you better do it with all of your heart and all of your might. And that's exactly what he meant is that whether you realize it or not, everything that you do will come back to you. It will all be labeled with your name. If you put your hands to it and you want your reputation to be one uh, of someone who does everything with excellence. You don't want uh, to be someone who is noted for doing things in a mediocre fashion. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Your standard has to be excellence, but you don't get confused between excellence and perfection. You can do everything that you can with the spirit of excellence and whether or not you hit what is a perceived perfection, it is going to be done well and it is going to give you a positive reputation if you've done it with excellence. And for the most part, perfection is an illusion. And what I mean by that is you may be able to check off all the boxes on what it is that you wanted to accomplish. But truthfully, what people mean when they say perfection or when they when they're striving perfect for perfection, excuse me, is they want everyone's approval. And the fact is, is you're not going to have everyone's approval. There are haters out there. There are people that no matter how well you do something because it's you, they will not give you that five star review. So don't worry about obtaining perfection. Worry about doing everything with excellence, doing it with all of your ability, doing all the prep work that is necessary, then executing to the very best of your abilities. And if you do that, I promise you, you are going to have a reputation of someone who is just amazing at what in whatever field that you choose, you're going to have a great reputation. People will seek you out and you won't have to worry about that perfection label. You just want to do everything with excellence. There's a story in the Bible, the book of Daniel about Daniel himself. And it says that he was preferred above everyone else because the standard of excellence was within him. And because he did so well with everything that he did, the king chose to set him over the entire realm above those that were ahead of him in age and experience. And guys, I cannot tell you how many times in my life that that has been the case that I have, I have, I kind of have this perfectionist mentality, if you will, uh, again, driven into me by my father, that everything that I put my hands to has to be done to the best of my ability. And while I may not be the best on the, in the world, in some people's eyes at what I do, 
it has gotten me to a place where I have constantly gotten promotions above people who were who were more experienced than me, who had uh, greater longevity there than me. They had more seniority than I did. But the the promotions, the raises, whatever you want to whatever situation was appropriate at the time went to me because they saw how hard I worked and that I did everything to the absolute best of my ability. And when that when you do that, people take notice. And then not to mention the fact it is I don't want to be disrespectful when I say this, but it is so easy to do things and to be noticed by by others for being above and beyond what most people do because most people are weak. Most people put forth a half ha- haphazard uh, attitude, a haphazard product. They don't give it everything that they've got anymore. We're so consumed with everything else in life, whether it's you know social media or being on Facebook or just absolutely stuck to our phones like nothing else. And we don't put all of our attention and all of our efforts into the product that we're working on to the to the to the uh, the, the the event that we're working on to whatever it is that we're putting our hand to. And if we would just be disciplined in our mind and we would just, again, raise our inner standard to a place where we choose nothing but excellence for anything that we're going to put our hands to, I promise you, you will be able to to jettison ahead so much more quickly because people today are just not there. They're so distracted in life and they don't do everything with the spirit of excellence that you will stand out immediately. And that's what we have to realize is that not doing everything in a spirit of excellence is defaulting to doing things in a spirit of mediocrity. And mediocre is not what you want to be. You do not want to be remembered for being mediocre. Call me anything that you want to call me, but just don't call me average, ordinary, or mediocre. That's not what I want to be known for. And I know that's not what you want to be known for. And certainly, if you want to achieve greatness in your life in whatever area that we're talking about, you're not going to be able to do that by putting forth a mediocre effort. You want to put forth the very best effort that you can possibly put forth. Because mediocrity, once you allow that into your life and once you allow that in certain areas of your life, you cannot compartmentalize that thing for long. Once you start doing things in a mediocre fashion in one area of your life, it seeks to creep into every other area of your life. Uh, I don't know who said it, but one person said, show me how you do something and I'll show you how you do everything. And what that simply means is that, man, you may you may have an interest in doing something X, Y, Z, whatever that is, whether it's podcasting or music or sports or, you know, your business, whatever it is. And the other things that you don't have as great an interest in, you do those sort of haphazardly. But then you put everything that you have into that thing that you that you quote unquote like to do. The problem with that is, again, mediocrity creeps its way into everything that you do. And eventually, if you're not doing everything with the spirit of excellence, then that one thing that you were doing with the spirit of excellence ends up beginning to slide down that scale to mediocre because you've become you've developed lazy habits and you've developed an attitude of, oh, it's good enough or my effort is good enough instead of giving all that you have and, and, and doing it to the very best of your ability. 
Don't allow mediocrity to creep into your life. It will again, try to spread to every other area of your life. And that's not what you want. You have to put into into action this inner standard that will allow you to achieve your dreams and goals because it's, it's, it's okay to have huge, big, grandiose dreams and goals, but you have to then put in the, put into action the inner standard that will allow you to achieve those goals. If not, you're just dreaming and that's all it's going to be is a dream without the effort put behind it. You've heard me say it so many times. The only time that success comes before work is in the dictionary. Everywhere else, if you want success, you've got to put in the work and you've got to put it in with the level of excellence if you want to be great at it, if you want to be noted for it. They say it takes 10,000 hours to become great at something. It takes 20,000 hours of doing that thing to become a legend at it. You've got to be willing to not only put in the work, but every hour that you put in, you've got to do it to the best of your ability and do it with a spirit of excellence. When you look at the the, the tall buildings in, in some of our, our bigger cities in the country, whether it's San Francisco or New York or Los Angeles, and you see these buildings that are 40, 50, 100 stories high, I'm not sure if you realize that, but for every story that you see above ground, there is an equivalent to that below ground with regard to foundation, whether it's completely straight down, in other words, the same amount of stories down, but also spread out to the left and to the right. In other words, just like a tree's roots, they go down and they spread out and it gives it that stability. The buildings that you see are the same way. And I think that's so fascinating because as many stories as you see above ground, the root system that the foundation system has to go down that far as well to make it stable. Your, our lives are no different. If you want to, to, to be excellent and you want to have greatness and you want to have success that people can see the foundation that you set in your life, in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, has to go deep. And so you've got to have a belief system that is equivalent to what you want to see on the outside, meaning it's got to be that strong. It's got to be that deep. It's got to be with that much conviction that you have to do things with excellence to be able to achieve greatness on the outside for everyone to see. Now, again, we talked about this before, what that means, what your definition of greatness is going to be different for every person. But I promise you, no matter what it is that you want to be great at, you've got to approach that with a spirit of excellence. If you say, you know, Tony, money is, is not an issue for me. I don't want big homes, big cars. I don't want all of that good stuff. None of that matters to me. I'm not a, a, a monetary person. I just, I just want my family to be happy. I want to have a, be a great husband, great father. Guess what? Same principle applies. You've got to treat your wife and approach your wife with the spirit of excellence. You've got to approach your children with the spirit of excellence to have a great family, meaning you've got to do the homework. You can't just haphazardly run through life. You've got to, to read books and you've got to, to really tap into 
what your kids are going through and understand teenage minds and understand what your wife is going through. And the fact that women, just like us men, we've, we change over the years. You're not the same person that you were at 20, 22, 25 years old. Uh, when you got married, as you are now at 30, 40, 50 years old, you've changed and you've got to give your wife that same liberty to be able to change and still approach the relationship with the spirit of excellence. I'm not trying to get off topic, but what I want what I want you to understand is no matter what it is that you want to do, you've got to approach it with a spirit of excellence, which means that you've got to put in the time and put in the work and understand that you don't quit when you're tired, you quit when you're done, meaning you got to put everything into what you're doing in order to have great success at it. And so enduring prosperity can only be built on a, a solid principles on a foundation of solid principles and impe- impeccable character. And what I mean by that is your prosperity is more than again, just, just your, your bank account. Prosperity is the success that you are achieving in life. You're prosperous in your marriage, prosperous in your relationship with your children, prosperous on your job, prosperous in your bank account, prosperous in your health. No matter what it is, that prosperity comes from a solid foundation of righteous principles with impeccable character, meaning Again, back to the inner standard, you've got to do that's something that we said as a definition is what you hold yourself to day in and day out. That speaks of character. You know, some of these and I I use this example a lot just because, again, I'm a sports buff. But these guys that are in the, you know, the NFL and the NBA and, you know, the MLB, all these guys, they're making there's young kids. They're in their 20s and they're making millions and millions of dollars. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. That many of them, their talent took them somewhere that their character couldn't keep them. And so they, they get up to those levels and now they're faced with the quote unquote pressure of having all of this money and they don't have the character behind them established in them to be able to, to walk at that level and be able to do that successfully because they've not created a foundation of impeccable character through a spirit of excellence. And and you see it time and time again. You see it in corporate America where men are are outward successes, but they're private failures. They they may be captains of enterprise, as they say, but they've been divorced three, four, and five times, and they're alcoholics and drug addicts. And you know, they they do all of these things to cope because they haven't built a foundation of impeccable character to go along with the talent and the effort that they placed in that one area. And that kind of goes back to what we were saying before about not allowing mediocrity to, to creep in because if they focus, if you focus all of your, your, your efforts in one area, and that's the area that you choose to do with excellence and you neglect the other areas. Again, you don't have a foundation of impeccable character because you're, you're, you're neglecting these other areas and you're doing those things with mediocrity. It's going to eventually catch up with you and it's going to creep in to that one area that you held so dearly and that you've achieved outward success in. It will absolutely creep into that area as well. So you've got to do everything with excellence. You've got to have impeccable character, a foundation of character that says that I'm going to do not one thing, but I'm going to do all things with excellence. And that's the way that you not only achieve, 
but that's the way that you are able to maintain and stay there. What is it that you want to stand for? Uh, they, they sing that song. I think it came back out, came out when we, when we first went to, to war in Afghanistan. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. What is it that you stand for? I stand for doing everything in my, my, my life and in my power and in my ability with the spirit of excellence. I don't want to be mediocre at anything that I do. I want to continually make improvements. I want to continually push myself to be greater and greater and greater because I want to do everything with excellence, not only for myself, but I want to leave a legacy for my kids and my grandkids. I want them to be able to to look at my example and say, you know what, look what dad did. Look what grandpa did. You know, he didn't have uh, you know, a, a, a doctorate. He didn't have, he didn't grow up, you know, with, in a wealthy family. He didn't go to an Ivy league school. He didn't do all of those things. And yet with hard work and determination and, and a spirit of excellence and character that allowed him to maintain the, the success that he is, he has achieved. He was able to not only propel himself and, and push himself to a high level, but he was able to maintain it. He didn't lose it all because he wasn't able to stay there because he chose not to do other things in his life with excellence. He did everything with excellence. He treated my mom with excellence. He treated us with excellence. He treated, you know, the community with excellence. He treated the church with excellence. He did everything in his power to put forth his best foot, to put his best foot forward so that he could do everything with excellence and achieve not only success, but he was able to maintain it. That's what I want. Again, not just for me, but to leave a legacy for my kids and to my grandkids. You cannot be swayed, guys, by your emotions. You've got to once again stand for something. And once you've chosen what it is that you're standing for, if that's your inner standard and that's that's the principle that you're standing upon, then you can't let your emotions dissuade you from those things. External circumstances should never, ever dictate to you your actions. It's who you are at the core that should always command your response. I'm going to say that again. External circumstances should never dictate your actions. It's who you are at the core that should always command your response. And if who you are at the core is someone who says, I want to do all things with excellence. And again, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for more than one show, you know, I'm a Christian. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In other words, because I am a Christian and that's who I am at my core, and because I have that that faith and that faith that says that I can do all things through Christ, that faith that says that I'm a conqueror, the faith that says that I have made more, been made an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony, meaning everything that comes out of my mouth establishes who I am. Because all of these things are at my core, when things come at me, I don't make decisions in my life based on emotion. I make them based on the core of for, or they come from the core of who I am. And they're based on principles of excellence with impeccable character. I don't make it do my very best never to make emotional decisions. I have to let who I am decide what I do, not how I'm feeling at any particular time. I hope that I hope that hit home because that's a powerful, powerful statement that external circumstances should never dictate your actions. It's who you are at the core that should always command your response because we are going to go through 
the ups and downs of life. There are going to be times when things are harder than others. Uh, matter of fact, there are times when I'm going through this right now where I have family members that are in the hospital. I've had to bury a very, very close friend of mine within the last two weeks. I just found out yesterday that another dear friend of mine, a sister in the Lord who has you know, prayed for me constantly and who I've prayed with on a regular basis, um, the, the family just called me up and they said that they had to make the decision to to take her off of life support because she was no longer responsive. If I was going to, if my actions were going to be dictated by my emotions, who knows where I'd be right now? I might be at my local bar, you know, just trying to deaden the pain with alcohol, or I might do something silly, you know, something out of character for who I am because my emotions are truly being tested in this moment, but I can't allow myself to do that. I've got to make decisions and my response has to be generated from the core of who I am. And the core of who I am says that God has everything under control. The core of who I am says that death is a part of life. And it is unfortunate for us who are on this side because we mourn because we miss these individuals, but they are now in a place where there's no more pain. They're now in a place where they're no longer suffering. And I have to rejoice with them. I have to rejoice in the fact that they are now in a better place and not make decisions or not allow my actions to be dictated by the emotional weight that I feel by having lost someone so close to me. And that's just an example. There are other things that happen to us, whether it's the loss of a job or again, a loss of a loved one or, you know, infidelity in a marriage or the loss of a child, the, a drug addiction of a child. I've been a minister now for, for more than 30 years, and I understand the pain of those moments. I've gone through the pain of many of those moments, but we cannot allow ourselves to have our actions dictated by where we are emotionally. It's who you are at the core of you that should command your response, okay? really, really need to make that, make that very clear. The inner standard is your personal code that you represent and choose to live by. So again, this is a code that you have established and you choose to represent it and to live by it. Nobody can tell you what this is. No one can tell you what this is. This is a code that you choose to live by, whatever that means to you. I could go into depth and detail and tell you what that means to me, but each one of us is going to be something different. But regardless of what that code is, you choose to do it or to carry it out, to execute it with a spirit of excellence every single day, day in and day out. Because again, it becomes who you are, no matter what you do, no matter how big or how small you need to do it, living by that code and with the spirit of excellence, because once again, it is a true representation of who you are. I said it in the beginning and I'll say it one more time. Now you show me how you do something and I'll show you how you do everything. It is something that we live by. It's the code and it's our creed of greatness. If you will, that is the core of, of what this inner standard means. So again, I'm going to recap. It is the standard that you hold yourself to day in and day out. It's a cultivated, meaning that we have to, to, to work on this. It's going to grow. It's going to evolve. It's going to change. But it's a spirit of excellence that is within us. 
And we have, we cannot allow mediocrity to creep into our lives in any area, because when we do that mediocrity chooses or tries to take over every area of our lives, we get, we get lazy, we get lethargic, we get, we get um, careless. And then pretty soon, even the one or two things in life that you chose to do with all of your heart become things that you're doing with mediocrity because you've allowed it to creep in. So today, again, we covered the inner standard. This is on our seven part series uh, of seven principles of greatness. I hope that you've enjoyed this, this podcast. Don't forget we have great things coming up, but we've got the website that's almost finished our Instagram page, Facebook, all of those uh, social media things that I'm not very good at. I am not a technological genius. So I've got some folks that are helping me with that. But very soon, all of that will be uh, available to you as well. Don't forget, I mean, if this is a, a value to you, uh, download this podcast and then don't forget to subscribe and to share with as many people as possible. I pray that everything is, is well with you. I want to make sure that once again, we're offering things of value. So if you find value in this, let me know. Also, if you have any suggestions for up and coming um, podcasts, I would love to be able to hear them uh, because I want to be able to once again, add value and uh, give you something that's really going to be able to bless you and to help you in your future. So at this time, we're going to go ahead and sign off. This is Tony Noriega with uh, Real Talk on a Shame. God bless you guys and have a wonderful, wonderful weekend.